0: A recent Fidelity Investment Survey showed 71% of Americans are concerned about the impact of inflation and a volatile market could have on reaching their retirement goals. Today, we'll outline five retirement-related risks to avoid in 2022. All that and more when we come back with Elevate Your Wealth. And now,
1: Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson. And Casey Elkins. Welcome into Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Forty-two years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. You can find Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle, and we're going to give you an opportunity during the course of this show to get on their calendar, no cost. No obligation and no pressure. It's all about your retirement. We talk the retirement talk each and every week. And you get an opportunity, one, to listen, and then two, if you've got questions about what you're doing, you can get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management, and you can talk about it. Again, no cost, no obligation, and no pressure. So five retirement risks to avoid this year. So let's take a look at it. Uncertainty can have an impact on how we're feeling about our retirement. And let's highlight some risks that you should avoid especially as you head into retirement, if it's in the next couple of years, especially this year, let's say. Uh, So let's go with longevity risk, Mark. Let's start with that one. That's a big one. Yeah. And that's one Morgan that we feel gets not talked about
2: enough. Uh, We call longevity risk, the risk multiplier. And whenever someone asks us, well, Mark, when should I start my social security or, or questions uh, as to when they they want to start date sometimes, That's the hardest thing for us to do in this business, because we don't know how long they're going to live, but you must consider your family history and your health a little bit. So we know that Americans are living longer than ever before. They're healthier than ever. And we know the IRS raised the average life expectancy in 2022 to 84.6 years. So retirees are gonna face more challenges to spread their assets, they need them to last over, it could be a much longer period of time. While this could mean smaller RMDs or required minimum distributions, many retirees will need to look for additional streams of income to be able to grow their portfolios and maintain the buying power that we all are going to need to have. And with inflation running uh, pretty high this year, looks like double digits. That's a major concern that we all need to have.
1: I tell you, people are, are nervous about the economy. You mentioned inflation. We're going to talk more about that as the show moves on. But, you know, having questions about how you're uh, going to handle retirement when you get there, obviously, I mean, it's it, that's something that's going to happen. So having a plan and a plan that will account for the what ifs, in the world. And there are a lot of what ifs right now. So longevity risk is one of the things you have to uh, deal with. I mean, we're all living a longer life. That means you have to have money to extend through retirement. You got to plan for it. All right. So Casey, this next one is a term maybe a lot of people haven't heard, but it's all about budgeting and that's the tedium risk. Yeah. You know, when you plan for retirement, uh, one of the first things that most households
0: do is make an anticipated budget. Um, ideally, you've, you've had a budget through your working years, but as you approach retirement, that becomes even more important. Uh, it means estimating how much money you need to live annually um, and, and having a true uh, framework of what life is going to cost you when you finally do retire. Um, it's useful in calculating how much you will need to save over the years as you approach retirement and you're building that nest egg. And it's also going to help you after you've retired to make sure that you're staying on track and you're you're tracking with the budget that you've created. Um, many savers do a good job anticipating their needs, but very commonly what we see is that people underestimate their wants. And this is what's really important: is essential versus discretionary spending. Um, a lot of times, when we ask people for a budget, they think of just those those hard costs they have every month. Well, I got my mortgage and Um, I've got uh, maybe a debt over here that I have to pay off, utilities, food, that kind of thing. But what about all the fun things that we want to do in retirement? We we need to budget for those items as well um, and make sure that we have money allocated. And that's where the discretionary number comes in. We want to make sure that we can do all those leisurely things that we've planned on, the vacations, whatever it is. We have these dreams for retirement, And our budget needs to reflect that as well. So the accuracy of that budget is very, very important. Uh, This is something that we really stress. And we have created a, a really nice document to help break down essential versus discretionary spending. But we've got to make sure that we've got that right and that we've considered what our goals are and what the potential costs are for those goals so that we can meet not just the bare minimum in retirement, but also make sure that we're planning to do the things that we've been dreaming of as well.
1: Talking about retirement risk to avoid as you head towards the big day, especially this year, a lot of people are focused in on this. And, you know, if it's Mark or myself, we're going to want to play golf, we're going to want that discretionary spending, right? Uh, So that's something to consider. And when we're talking about tedium risk, we just mentioned with Casey and then longevity risk, uh, the first one we hit. So we're hitting all five, we've got two in the books. Here's number three, Mark, uh, this is one that uh, a lot of people, they're nervous about talking about. It's especially as they head towards retirement, because they don't want to think about the end game, but we're going to need health care. So the healthcare costs, that's going to be one of the risks you need to consider.
2: You know, health care is a major, major concern. In fact, the reason I'm in this business is I watched my grandfather on my dad's side get Alzheimer's and they pretty much lost all the liquid assets that they had accumulated over a lifetime of, of working. Uh, and Medicare, we know, is a popular healthcare program. We all go on, in fact, just to let the audience know, I went on Medicare this past March, so I'm talking about and dealing with the same concerns and struggles and pieces of retirement that a lot of you in our audience are dealing with today. You know, But here's an issue. There are a lot of Americans that believe that once they turn 65, it's going to offer them free health care. Well, that couldn't be farther from reality. Uh, Medicare is a patchwork of different programs that's going to be able to cover. Uh, Many of our health situations, except especially long-term care, but you still have to pay for some medical expenses out of pocket. Now, there's uh, several different uh, letters that are used when it comes to Medicare planning. Part A is what's known as your hospital section of Medicare. It's going to cover your nursing facilities. It's even going to help if hospice care is needed. Now, part B is the one that they charge us. A premium for. I'm going to talk about more of that in a minute. But Part B is your doctor coverage, Uh, doctor visits, ambulance, transport, and anything that's out of facility services that you may need. Uh, Part C would be what's known as uh, Medicare Advantage type of plans. Part D is the prescription part of Medicare. Uh, I do want to touch on people don't realize this year uh, the Part B premium took a pretty good leap. Uh, because of the uh, Alzheimer's drug that uh, Medicare is very much worried about. So they increase the premium. So if you're at the low end of the premium scale, that's going to be $170.10 per month per person. That's the low end. That's what a lot of us will be on. Now it can, there's a sliding scale depending on your income. And if you're at the high end and have a lot of income, Your premium is going to jump all the way up to $578.30 per person. So uh, it is all income related. It's called IRMA. That's your income related monthly adjusted amount. And that's going to really affect Uh, uh, premiums uh, that I want everyone to be aware of.
1: We are talking retirement. We do it each and every week here on Elevate Your Wealth. Our hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management in the Seattle market. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And again, we hit the topics each and every week, but we also give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management no cost no obligation there is no pressure to talk about your retirement situation and right now in this portion of the program I'm talking about five retirement risks to avoid as you near retirement especially this year if you're headed into retirement avoid these longevity risk kind of hard to avoid we're all living longer but you need to be aware of it tedium risk make sure you're budgeting and it's a re- realistic budget and then you just heard mark talking about health care costs i mean this is a big one and then casey we'll let you hit i mean the poor asset risk allocation if you if you are taking this risk, it's a big one too.
0: Yeah, you know, in reality, we talk about this a lot, Morgan, but in reality, there's, there's two things that drive people when it comes to investing. And this is well-known in the investing world. It's fear and greed. And so those two emotions play a big part uh, when it comes to how people make decisions surrounding their portfolio. The first thing that we see is that fear. People are very concerned about losing the money that they've built up over the years. And so it causes them to be too conservative. Um, They look at the lowest risk assets they can find, like bonds, uh, extremely safe funds, things that are situated in such a way that they're going to protect their principal, but they're sacrificing their upside potential, which is a big problem. Uh, The other side of that is greed. So we've got people that are uh, taking too much risk. Um, They're thinking that the market's always going to be positive. It's always going to go up. It's going to be this great thing forever, uh, not really protecting themselves. And so that that gives them the opportunity for large rewards, but it also gives the opportunity for large losses. And that's exactly what we need to avoid as we approach retirement. So balance is the key. Um, That's the key between having an enjoyable retirement, doing all the things that you've been planning on and dreaming of doing versus stressing about the market and having to cut your budget when you're five to 10 years in, you've got to strike the right balance to be able to accomplish that successful retirement.
1: We've got four risks in the books, longevity risk, TDM risk, healthcare cost risk, the poor asset risk allocation. Uh, That's something to be concerned with. And the last one we have time for, Mark, and we'll hit it real quickly, and that's inflation. We've been talking about that a lot lately.
2: You know, that is a a major, major concern for people today. We know that we could be looking very easily at double-digit inflation this year, uh, but we've got to make sure that you have a written plan where we can address Uh, Inflation. We've got to have income sources that are going to be increasing uh, each and every year. Uh, When you retire, it's common to shift your portfolio into safer assets. That's pretty much standard, especially if you're doing age based planning. Um, You know, because when we do that, we get a little more conservative. We want it to protect our income, uh, especially from shifts in the market like we've seen. uh, Look what happened this past Friday. So we've got to be concerned as the market continues this type of volatility. Uh, we know that it's one thing when you're 45 years old and you see your portfolio take a, a massive hit, but it's a whole different thing when you see that you're mid-60s uh, and, and into your 70s. You need to be taking money out. so we, That's where we have to become concerned with what's known as sequence of return risk. So we've got to make sure your portfolio is staying up with inflation And, you know, just a a modest inflation rate can severely affect your number. So it's something that we need to plan for. We got to make sure your funds are safe, but we also got to make sure you have enough growth investments to offset rising costs.
1: All right. We've got five calendar positions right now available at Elevated Financial Management. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, for those first five callers, we're going to
0: offer a complimentary retirement readiness review. So we're going to consider each of those risks that we just discussed, we're going to look at the risk in your portfolio. Uh, Is your is your budget set up properly? We'll look at longevity risk, healthcare costs, how are all those things going to affect you? What can be done to uh, positively protect yourself against them and make any adjustments needed?
1: We've got five spots. You can call right now and grab one, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Again, no cost, no obligation. There is no pressure. Five positions, and they will go fast. 866-668-3625. Call now. Well, can you have too much money in retirement? Probably not. But some retirees are finding that they do have excess cash even after everything's paid for. The bills are paid. You're debt free. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you do to share the wealth. Welcome back in to Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stemson and Casey Elkins. 42 years combined experience between these two in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. They have a wonderful resource website for you. Check it out, EFMNW.com. That's all letters, EFMNW.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the topics each and every week. You're going to have questions about your situation. Well, you can get on their calendar no costs, no obligation, and again, no pressure. Only problem is we have a limited number of spots. So when we open them up, jump on those positions and you can grab that meeting and you can feel better about where you are in your retirement planning process. So living on a fixed income can leave a little room, very little room for anything else. However, some retirees have planned well and they've amassed more than what they need. So maybe it's time to take another look at that estate plan and make some good things happen before you pass away. So we want to talk about that. And again, this is about, you know, being able to kind of spread the wealth, share it. So, Mark, let's start with you. And I I have to lead in with this. Yeah, a little red hot chili peppers for you. So, yeah, you've done really well. You have extra. So let's let's give it away. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that caught
2: me off guard. Morg. very good. You know, we can that is something that is part of our practice here, like what we call legacy planning. We know that many seniors and those of us that are retiring already have some sort of an escape plan, you might say at the end of what they want to see happen. But it's nice to to, to really do a written plan and address this issue because we all are going to pass away at some point. So, but here's something that we really are encouraging our clients to think about. Why not begin to give your loved ones, the people you care the most about, money before you pass away, right? And if you do that, it can be financially very, very wise. And we have, we believe that's going to be way more rewarding as well uh, to hand over the inheritances that our children and maybe our grandchildren are looking forward to or other loved ones, let's do that while we're living why do we want to do that well there's a couple of reasons it it could very easily begin to reduce the taxable portion of your portfolio uh, but it's it's going to very likely make you happy because you're going to see your loved ones that are going to benefit from the generosity uh, that you're showing them and wanting them to see how great would it be to take a, a wonderful family vacation And mom or dad or grandma and grandpa pay for that trip. These are memories that will last forever. So let's do it. Uh, plan some of this while we're alive, not just after we pass away.
3: Yeah, I
1: mean, we, we talk about this each and every week, and it's always about retirement planning and the number one fear is running out of money. But if you plan well, uh, there's going to be situations where you're going to have excess. And what do you do with that excess? That's what we're talking about right now. How do you share that wealth? And, you know, have a little fun with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but yeah, give it away. And um, you've got family members. So let's talk about some things that you can do in that category. Casey, what about a gift of a Roth IRA to your grandkids. Yeah, Roth IRA can be
0: a a great gift to the grandkids. Um, You know, we talk a lot about the risk of taxes and the effect that that's going to have on people's retirement. Um, And that's that's a really important consideration. But let's kind of go beyond that. If we're planning a 25, 30 year retirement, what about 45, 50 years from now? How's that tax rate going to affect the grandkids? So if we can set something up like a Roth where uh, we are contributing that money in their behalf. Uh, we're paying the taxes up front on those dollars and it's growing tax-free. Um, we're providing, I mean, just such a great legacy for them down the road to to look back and think so positively of what grandma and grandpa did for us to help take care of us and build that. Uh, in addition, th- there may be a time in the future, who knows, where the Roth is no longer available. Um, it may not uh, may not always be around. And so with that if we're helping them take advantage of it now, um, again, we're creating that legacy. Uh, again, those uh, arrangements are made for minors. So if we, if we think about it, um, if we're contributing to an account for a minor, they're typically set up in what's called a custodial account, which means that the adult, the grandparent or the parent is going to be uh, kind of controlling that until the minor reaches what's called the age of majority uh, in whichever state you're in. And so, uh, that being the case when you when the individual reaches 18 the child or the grandchild reaches 18 um, they're going to take over control of that account and be able to do what they like with it there's a couple things to consider though um, if we are using a Roth IRA any withdrawals before the age 59 and a half are subject to a 10% penalty so if we're if we're looking to create something specifically for retirement um, when we gift this to our kids or our grandkids this is a great option if we're looking for something that we want them to be able to access uh, sooner than retirement, then we've got to look at some other options.
1: I tell you, folks, it's it's all about planning. We do it each and every week here on Elevate Your Wealth. We also give you an opportunity uh, with calendar positions for the upcoming week with Mark and Casey and Elevated Financial Management where you can come in and you can talk about your situation. Uh, I mean, this is what we all want, right? We want to be successful in our planning where we have excess and we are trying to figure out ways to benefit our heirs, our our family members, our friends, how we're going to do that. So gifting a Roth IRA to your grandkids. That's one way to do it. Uh, Giving it away as we were saying. And then Mark, this next one, uh, we hear this quite a bit too. Let's get into the education part of this. Invest in a 529 plan.
2: Yeah. Investing in our child's or our grandchild's education is probably one of the most wonderful and exciting things that a parent or grandparent can do. Let's not kid ourselves. Think about what's in the news right now and the forgiveness of all of the the college debt right now. In fact, college debt right now has overtaken all consumer credit card debt. So think about what we're talking about there. But if you're able to do that for your child, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to do that. Now, 529 plans are state run. They are very much tax savvy plans, and they're advantaged if you take advantage of them. So uh, why not set one up? Now, there's different types of plans too. A 529 isn't the only one. We won't spend any more time on that, but there are some other plans that you can take advantage of as well. And I I want everyone to think about this because this goes so beyond just being a kind financial gesture. They are a tax savvy plan for those of us that are making these contributions. So please keep these in mind for your dear loved children and grandchildren could, could be a really nice tax benefit for you as well.
1: Sharing the wealth. You've done well with your planning, your portfolios, and you have excess. You've covered all your basics and, and all the extras you're going to need in retirement. What do you do with the excess? And we're talking about how you give it away. A, a Roth IRA to the grandkids, possibly maybe invest in that 529 plan, help with their education. Now this next one, Casey, I want to know more about this. I-bonds.
0: Yeah, I bonds, uh, you know, this is something that really has had a lot of buzz lately, Morgan, Um, you know, due to sky high inflation, right, which we've talked about a million times, we don't need to keep going back to that right now. Um, Roller coaster stock market, all these things happening, I bonds are a popular choice because they're uh, inflation adjusted. So it helps protect your dollars from inflation. And so especially right now, like I said, with everything going on, uh, these are something that really can be a huge positive for anybody's portfolio. Uh, But especially when we're thinking about inflation in years to come and we're thinking about that legacy, this can be a great way for us to leave something that's an intermediate term or even a long term inflation protected investment uh, for our kids or grandkids. Now, they can be tricky uh, for beneficiaries because they're dependent on inflation rates and they carry penalties if they're withdrawn um, before a five year threshold. So we have to keep that in mind. Again, this is a a little bit of a longer play. It's not a short term two to three year type of thing but they can provide, as I mentioned, intermediate long-term uh, investment options for a child or grandchild. Now, they're not going to lose their value, um, but there's also a limit on how many we can purchase in a year or how many dollars we can actually put into I bonds each year. So uh, there's some some details there that we won't get into right now, but It is absolutely an option and really can be a great protection against inflation.
1: Talking about things that you can do if you have some excess in the portfolio as you are moving through retirement, how you can give it away uh, and how that can benefit, you know, others. And again, we've talked about the Roth IRA for the grandkids, maybe the 529 plan. Think about that. Uh, I-bonds, we just went over. And this is one a lot of people think of first, Mark, and that is charitable contributions, maybe a church, community, uh, your favorite charity that's out there, but you know, leave them better off. Yeah, there's
2: some things that we can do even in, in this regard when it comes to trust planning, uh, charitable remainder trusts and, and things where you can donate an asset and then live off the proceeds of that asset and then move it um, tax-free to that organization. So there's a lot of uh, good that comes from charitable planning. Uh, there's a lot of social good, but Uh, It's really about a personal satisfaction that you're going to get when you get to donate to something that you believe in. See, so there's something that helps us quite a bit mentally when we're able to do that. If donating to a charitable organization is specified in your will, why not consider giving your intended gift to that organization now so you can watch what that contribution does while you're alive because you're not going to see any of the benefit of what it does if you've passed away. So we're kind of encouraging that with a lot of our clients that that is something that they're considering. Uh, But when you really think about it from a tax perspective, there are different advantages to gifting charitable contributions uh, that you do during your lifetime. And after you pass, there are specific rules and tax advantages and disadvantages that can come into play. So you've got to really learn about the different options that fit your specific situation because it's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to charitable planning. So be sure you work with somebody that uh, has a considerable a background and knowledge of charitable giving.
1: You're locked in to elevate your wealth again, powered by Elevated Financial Management. Where you can find our hosts Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Uh, final word on this, Casey. Just creating your legacy, and and really, it just comes down to doing you know what you want with your money. But again, that legacy.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, investing in the future of an organization is the ultimate gift. Uh, provides a positive impact to the donor, a meaning in, meaningful influence on both uh, long after that death, and so. Whether you contribute to the start of a foundation or a grant, those financial acts of kindness can be appreciated while you're living and set a good example for future generations after your passing. And ultimately, I think this is important. If you have extra funds, spend it how you want. No matter what anyone else says, uh, those extra assets are yours, um, but you can't take them with you. So uh, spend them how you want in retirement. Enjoy that. Uh, enjoy that with your loved ones and, and leave something behind if you can.
1: And, and you know, take, take the worry out of it. Plan for it. Again, this is your opportunity. We've got five positions on the calendar with our friends at Elevated Financial Management, Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, and their staff. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers?
0: Well, for our first five callers, we're offering a complimentary retirement readiness review. So what does that really include? Well, we'll look at the tax efficiency of your investments. Determine if there's an opportunity to lower your taxes. Uh, We'll also do a deep dive risk uh, and fee analysis to determine whether or not you're paying for what you're actually getting. We'll see what you're truly paying, what your costs are, and the real risk of your holdings. Uh, We'll look at the impact that inflation is going to have, um, how that's going to affect your retirement dreams. We'll consider the correlation of your assets, the reliability of your income the right timing for Social Security. And we just talked about five risks in our first segment. We've talked about legacy planning. We'll consider all those risks that could affect you, and
1: we'll look at the opportunity that you have to leave a legacy behind and how to best do that. We have five spots. Here's the number, 866-668-3625. Again, no cost, no obligation. There is no pressure. 866-668-3625. Again, get one of these five positions for that ease of mind when it comes to retirement planning. If you've got any questions, call 866 866- Six six eight three six two five. 3625 coming up on the program we spend years building up that balance of that 401k but what happens to it when we retire when we come back we'll go over some choices of what you can do with that 401k that's coming up next Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them in the Seattle market. 42 years combined experience between these two, helping their clients Plan for retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we do the topics each and every week. It's always about retirement. And each and every week, we give you an opportunity no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. Talk about your retirement situation. Maybe you haven't started planning. Maybe you're in the middle of something and need a second opinion. Or you might be part of a large group that has this amazing portfolio, but you don't have a plan. Work with pros that do this on a daily basis, there are so many moving parts, puzzle pieces to your retirement. Make sure they fit together. And when you step back from that puzzle, that's a retirement you can smile at. So there are plenty of decisions that have to be made going into retirement. And one of them is what to do with the 401k. Now you've got some choices and they depend on factors like your age and when you retire and what rules the company has regarding that 401k. So we want to kind of go through those options. So let's start with you, Mark. Uh, 401k, you're coming to the end. You're going to retire. You're walking away from your company. Qualified distributions.
2: Yeah, this is something that could cause some confusion. Everybody goes, well, what's qualified mean? Well, qualified would be uh, money that's put into a plan pre tax. So, this would be your 401ks, your 403bs, your TSPs, uh, your SEPs, Kios, plans like that. Uh, that's what that means. So, uh, but there's some very specific rules, and this can get people in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of confusion about this. So, uh, one of the first rules you need to understand if you retire after age 59 and a half, The IRS is going to allow you to begin taking distributions from your 401k without owing what we call the early withdrawal penalty. It's a 10% penalty. If you take money out of a qualified plan before you're 59 and a half, they're going to charge you an extra 10%. So it's a penalty you want to avoid. So you've got to do some planning, make sure you do this the right way. Now, there's also some very specific base company rules or what we're known as ERISA rules that are going to dictate what you're allowed to do uh, when you take distributions uh, from your plan. Uh, Some will allow you to take maybe a payment in the form of an annuity payout uh, for a fixed period of time or over your lifetime. Uh, You can take a non-periodic or a lump sum distribution. So there's a lot of choices that you need to look at, but you need to understand every one of them very, very clearly because... Uh, Some of these, once you set them up, they're set in stone and there's no going back and going, oh my goodness, what did I do? Uh, I, I didn't mean to do it this way. So please, I highly encourage everyone, work with someone that really specializes in retirement
1: and income planning. 401ks, companies have them. You're coming to the end of your retirement. You're in a 401k. What do you do? How do you handle it? Qualified distributions, know what you're doing there. Casey, this next one, the early money, that's the age of 55 rule.
0: Yeah. So for most plans, uh, people are familiar with this. You have to wait until you're age 59 and a half to be able to take the money out of a tax deferred or qualified plan Um, before, uh, if you don't wait until you're 59 and a half, you're going to pay a 10% penalty on that money and pay taxes. So that's something to consider. But this is uh, an exception to that rule. So if you retire or you lose your job when you're age 55, but not yet 59 and a half, you can avoid that 10% early withdrawal penalty for taking money out of your 401k. Now, this only applies to the 401k from the employer you just left, not to the one that you left behind five or 10 years ago. Uh, Money that's still in an earlier employer's plan is not eligible for this exception, nor is money in an IRA. Um, Now, what I'll say is that this can be very appealing to a lot of folks if you have the ability to retire early. Um, What I'll encourage you to do if this is your circumstance and this is something you're considering, have a plan. Um, Don't don't just hear the idea of the age 55 rule and just go for it. There's a lot to consider. Um, You need to make sure that this is actually going to play out the way that you think it's going to play out. Because as I just mentioned, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of things that people get tripped up on. Um, They have part of the information, but not all of it. And so it can be easy to want to jump in with both feet. We're excited, but, but have a plan before you do it. Know how this could affect you.
1: Talking 401k, you're headed towards retirement. And how do you handle the 401k as you're getting ready to leave the company and and once you are out? So if you're 59 and a half, qualified distributions, look into that. Uh, early money, the age of 55 rule. Now, this next one, Mark, uh, it, I, I can't see this being really, really popular, but I guess you could. I mean, you just leave it alone. You leave it right there in the 401k, even though you're not with the company.
2: Yeah, and that's something we do see. Uh, We don't usually recommend doing this. We like to get that 401k rolled over into that individual's own uh, IRA account. And why do we uh, mention this? Because the 401k usually has a lot less uh, options. Uh, They're much more limited as to the choices inside that plan. And especially when it comes to the conservative options that you might need to have your money in when the market is so volatile like it is right now. So, but when you do leave the company, you're not required to take the money as soon as you exit that company, but most will, we recommend that you do that right away. Um, you can't continue to contribute to their plan that, that, those rules are very cut and dried. When you leave that employer, you're done contributing to that plan. Uh, That plan administrator, though, or what we call the third-party administrator, is uh, has to maintain that plan unless uh, you know, as long as you have at least five thousand dollars or more in that plan. Anything less than five grand is going to trigger a lump sum distribution that's going to be given to you, whether you want it or not. So, uh, but most of us and most people that have a four hundred one k, they've got uh, usually considerably more than just. Five grand. So you need to understand your different options because it can save you
1: a lot tax-wise and money-wise. Talking 401ks here on Elevate Your Wealth, powered by Elevated Financial Management, Mark Stemson and Casey Elkins. They are your hosts. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar and you can talk about your retirement situation. It may include a 401k scenario. I mean, what to do with a 401k and things just to be aware of. So, we've talked about the qualified distributions if you're 59 and a half, uh, early money, that age of 55 rule, uh, maybe leaving it in the 401k. Not a lot of people do this, but I mean, it's there for you. Uh, you can kind of just leave it alone. Uh, Casey, the next one that people need to be really aware of of the 401k are the required minimum distributions. Yeah, this is really important. Um, think about this a
0: little bit before we jump into all the details. But um, you've got this plan that you've been contributing to and building for 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, and you haven't paid taxes on any of those dollars. Um, the the government has allowed you to pay that money in without paying any taxes, with the expectations that there's going to be taxes on the full amount when it comes out. So that being said, at a certain point, they're going to want you to start taking the dollars out of that account so that they can uh, get the taxes that's owed. Um, So with that, required minimum distributions come into play. That means that at the age of 72, we have to start taking money from our qualified accounts. So uh, that has to happen by April 1st the year after you turn age 72. Um, But it's something that you've got to plan on. Let me give you a scenario. Um, Let's say that we are supposed to take $40,000 in an RMD uh, that required minimum distribution. But for some reason, we only take 20,000. Well, if you miss that other 20,000 that you were supposed to take, you're going to have a 50% penalty on the amount you didn't take which is $10,000. And then you're going to be pushed and forced to take that other 20,000 that you were supposed to take in the first place. So this is really where having a plan comes into play. In addition to that, let's say that we've been retired for five or six years before we reach age 72. Uh, We're living good on the income that we have. We've got pension, social security, uh, whatever income sources we have. And now that we've reached age 72, well, we have to take another 15 or $20,000 a year from our qualified accounts that we weren't planning on taking. Well, that may not necessarily sound like a bad thing. Extra money is always good. But what if that pushes us into a higher tax bracket? What if that pushes us into what Mark was talking about earlier uh, when it comes to IRMA, if it increases our Medicare Part B premium because now we're in a higher tax bracket? So we, we really have to consider that. We have to understand how all these things play together and make sure that we don't uh, don't get caught because there's something that we just don't know.
1: 401k discussion again uh you're at the end of um, you know you're getting ready to retire you have a 401k things that you can do the last one we have time for mark is you kind of mentioned this already when we were talking about leaving it in the 401k and not too many people do that uh you can roll it and a lot of people do this yeah and this is something
2: that you know you've really got to consider uh, all the different rules because they, they can get very complicated. So some want to continue, uh, continue to build up. Uh, we know that you can't, as I mentioned, contribute to that 401k once you leave that uh, plan, but you can still uh, contribute to an IRA. Uh, so that's why we like to roll the money uh, to, if you want to continue to build up your uh, tax deferred account. But the bottom line is this, rules that control what you can do with your 401k are very complicated. And they're really guided by two main entities. One, the IRS and their specific rules. And two, the plan administrator that set up the plan because they each have specific rules and they can vary greatly from one plan to another. So you need to understand them and you're really gonna get probably the best information by working with someone in that field that understands these plans that can help you figure out the best way, uh, especially from a tax standpoint and your individual standpoint, uh, to make it work for your situation.
1: Talking about 401ks and how you handle those things you need to be aware of. Now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Casey, we've got five spots. What's going to happen for these five callers?
0: Well, this is our retirement readiness review. Uh, There's a few main things that we look at. We talk about these items a lot because they're the most important when it comes to retirement income. Where's your income going to come from? How reliable is it? Um, Is there opportunity for that to increase as the cost of living goes up? What about taxes? Are you overpaying in taxes? Is there something that could be done now to lower your tax burden in the future? Your investments, uh, what are they costing you? What kind of risk are you taking? Um, Are you leaving a lot hanging out there in terms of the market? Uh, healthcare, care, uh, a large expense, one of the largest expenses for retirees. What's that going to cost? Is there an opportunity to lower that? And legacy and estate planning, all things that are very, very important. And then we'll also look at this. We've been talking about qualified accounts. We'll look at a, a 401k IRA rollover analysis. Does it make sense to move that 401k? Are there some other options and things that can be done with it? We'll help with all of those things and more.
1: We've got five spots on the calendar. Elevated financial management, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Call this number now and book 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. If you have not started planning, this is a great time to kickstarted if you're in the middle of something and you need a second opinion grab one of these spots or if you're sitting on a portfolio and you think you're good for retirement you need to have a plan call this number now and grab a spot 866-668-3625 that's 866-668-3625 coming up next on elevated financial management well we've got question and answer we'll hear from kent seattle auburn spanaway and tacoma it's coming up next on Elevate Your Wealth and it's sponsored by, powered by Elevated Financial Management where you can find the hosts of this show Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins working hard 42 years combined experience between these two and the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. It's time for QA. Immediately following our question and answer, we'll open up five more spots, the final five. Uh, and this is no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Talk about your retirement situation. If you haven't started planning, grab one of these spots. If you're in the middle of something, need a second opinion, grab one of these spots. If you're sitting on a portfolio, but you don't have a plan, grab one of these spots. You can call the number now and book 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Five spots, but when they're gone, they're gone. First question up from Betsy. She's in Kent. And Mark, you'll handle this one for us. I've recently retired. I'm 67. and my whole life, I've waited to take a trip around the world. I spent 90000 on a cruise to see all seven continents over nine months. However, I'm a little concerned given the potential economic crisis and we're kind of in the middle of something here. Should I cancel my dream vacation, Mark?
2: Well, this is a really hard one to answer, uh, Betsy. I, I need more information about your uh, assets and the amount of money that you have saved. The one thing I do believe is I see so many people that have worked so hard. They uh, build up a nice nest egg and they're afraid to spend it, what happens? Uh, They die, they haven't spent it, they didn't do the traveling they wanted to, and then who gets the money? Our children, right? So they go on the trip around the world, or they buy the boat. Uh, We want you to be able to do those things. So I would need more information, but I, I totally understand why you want to do this. You've waited your whole life, and I would want to help you to figure out a way to do it not put it off. If it's possible to do it, I'm going to help you to, to get there. But again, I need more information, but I think it's a wonderful goal. And in that, in the right situation, I think you should go.
1: I mean, plan, plan, plan. But did we have a, a little bit of a slip there? A little uh, foreshadowing on Mark? He said, boat, buy a boat. Are you buying a boat, Mark? Is that something we need to know about? I am not. I, mean, I, I, I bought a ski boat once before, and the best day, the day
2: you buy it, and the day you sell it. You, you, you know what boat stands for, right, Morgan?
1: Go ahead.
0: Bust out another thousand. Yeah, there you go. you, you got to fix them all the time. There you go. I don't know.
1: He threw boat in. I'm like, oh, wow. All right. He's, he's, getting, he's getting a boat. All right. Let's, let's yeah. stay right here in Seattle for this next question. Brian is there. Uh, Casey, this one's for you. Do I have to take RMDs from a tax-free Roth 401k? That's a really good
0: question. Uh, You know, one that a lot of people I think overlook, but great question, Brian. Uh, The short answer is yes. Uh, The required minimum distribution amount is based on your entire 401k balance, uh, including any designated Roth accounts. So that's different from the rules for Roth IRAs. Even though you have to take RMDs from Roth 401ks, the withdrawals are not taxable, but that money still has to come out. Um, And I think that's a really great example, Brian, of a situation where there's so much to this, um, right? We, we talk about RMDs, we talk about 401ks, we talk about Roth accounts and they're tax-free, but there's there's always a caveat. There's always another side. There's there's these little things that trip people up and you gotta be working with somebody who understands, who can help answer these questions and and really answer them as it relates to you. Um, you know, th- these questions are great and the information that we talk about is great, but you've gotta have a discussion with with a professional, with somebody that can help guide you for a specific discussion surrounding your retirement because it's different to everybody. But yeah, great question, Brian.
1: Yeah, I think that is so important to remember. We do hit a lot of questions, a lot of different topics, and there might be a similar situation that you're going through, but for your retirement, you need to have a custom plan. You need to work with pros, need to make sure that you have dotted the I's and crossed the T's and you're ready for your retirement. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. And you can talk about that very thing. we got five positions left this particular show this week, uh, and we want to open those up here in just a little bit. Next question up from Auburn. Mitchell is there. Mark, this one's for you. I have been dealing with an advisor for years, but lately I believe he has me a little too much at risk. I'm 61 and I'm at least six years away from retirement. Do I need to look at someone else that will not have me so much at risk?
2: Again, this is a very, very important question, Mitchell. We truly believe there is a tremendous difference between the wealth accumulation advisor and the distribution advisor. They're like night and day the distribution advisor needs to be well-versed in so many more categories, uh, especially taxation. Um, And, you know, the wealth accumulator uh, advisor is going to be one that's really helped build your nest egg, but there's a lot more parts to the guy that's going to help you get it distributed in the right way. So, uh, and and we, we believe in age-based planning. So if I've got a 61 year old, I believe in the rule of 100 tremendously. So if I'm going to take 61 off 100, that's going to leave me 39. I'm not going to want much more than 35 to 40% of that client's portfolio at risk. He's got to have a nice amount protected. And that's the way I would look at it, Uh, Mitchell. You want to be dealing with someone that really understands distribution planning very, very well and not just accumulation planning.
1: Well, and, and two, I mean, you want to be able to communicate with the person yeah. you're working with. Uh, it's so yeah. very, very important. Huge. You know, if you want to get them on the phone, they're going to be on the phone for you. Or if you want to drop by the office, they're going to be at the office for you. Make sure you've got that line of communication and you're getting answers to your questions. There's going to be an opportunity uh, to get on the calendar to Elevated Financial Management for the next week. We've got five positions. We'll open those up here in just a little bit. Spanaway, our next location. Leah is there. Casey, this one's for you. I'm a stay-at-home mom. How should I start investing in order to generate income without having to work outside the home? Someone suggested an indexed annuity. Is that something you think I should consider?
0: Yeah, uh, really good question, Leah. Um, you know, Generating income from our investments, um, that's absolutely something that, that's on the, the minds of a lot of folks, um, not just those passive growth-type investments, but actual income. Uh, one of the great ways to do that is with dividends, um, if we have stocks that can provide dividends and pay us out, um, that's a great thing. That will produce some income for us. Um, and maybe we don't actually need that income right now. So we can just reinvest those dividend um, uh, payments that we get into our stock portfolio. That's a great option. And uh, now you mentioned an indexed annuity. Is that something that, that you maybe should consider? Um, I would say absolutely. Um, an indexed annuity is a great option for you. Um, that can be used in multiple different ways. Uh, you know, we talk about pensions a lot. We talk about social security. If you were to invest in a indexed annuity, um, you could use that potentially um, as a private pension and use that as a way to produce guaranteed lifetime income for yourself. So you could build that up, protect the money in the short term. But over the course of X amount of years, when you reach retirement, um, you could, again, produce a private pension. Um, and use that to guarantee income for the rest of your life. And so that really is a great option for you. Uh, There's some other things to consider as well, Um, but really there's a lot more information that I would need to know to be able to answer that properly. But um, a a fixed index annuity among other options is a a great way to to look at it. And I'll let you add something to that too, Mark.
2: You know, I was just thinking, you know, Casey just mentioned the A word, right, annuity. The one thing I I do want to emphasize is, That the annuity is the only vehicle that we can put money into, turn on an income stream that we cannot outlive. That's why Social Security, it's an annuity. Every pension plan in America is an annuity. So uh, I think it's important to understand that because I can't ladder your bonds. I can't ladder your your stocks and have an income stream that is going to necessarily last your lifetime. So it's an important tool that needs to be looked at.
1: Question and answer portion of the program. We're down to our final question. Then we are open up five spots on the calendar at elevated financial management, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. And the final question goes to you, Mark, from Jessica in Tacoma. Here's the question. I've done Roth IRA conversions every year for the past several years. I'm going to retire in two years with 30,000 in my traditional Roth IRA. Should I continue the conversion process?
2: Well, here's, I just want to commend you, Jessica, for, doing Roth conversions. We are really uh, looking at that with all our clients that come in because taxes are the first thing that we really look at in our clients' uh, personal situations. And so I just want to say, good job because you are paying and have paid uh, your tax rate at a known rate. The problem with not converting right now is that we don't know Anything but the tax rates are going to be going up, but nobody knows what they're going to be, but they're going to be probably a lot higher than what they are right now. So why not take advantage of paying tax at a known rate uh, versus an unknown rate? Casey mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show. So would I continue the uh, conversion process? I think there's some more factors that I need to know because there is a Roth 5% or five year rule that we need to understand. And so I need more information on that. But I think the more tax free money you can uh, possess, the better off you're going to be. So we highly recommend uh, doing as much conversion as we possibly can uh, when it works out mathematically. And so it's something everyone should really be considering. And a lot are not. And it's a sad. Uh, reality because they're going to pay more tax by not taking this uh, in you know taking advantage of this wonderful opportunity to pay tax at the lowest rate that we're ever going to see
1: elevate your wealth always about retirement elevated financial management the power behind the program of course mark simpson and casey elkins our hosts Uh, now casey we have five positions the final five Uh, what's going to happen for these five callers
0: Well, this is our retirement readiness review. And I'm going to just cover this real briefly. Those that take advantage of this, we're going to do a deep dive risk and fee analysis, determine what you're paying, the real risk of your holdings. We'll look at tax efficiency, uh, the impact of inflation, the correlation of your assets, reliability of your income. We'll talk about social security. Uh, If you've been listening to the show for a period of time, you you know what this entails. Uh, You've heard me mention this a few times. I just want to stress to everybody, Mark and I can appreciate that uh, it could be intimidating to call a new financial person in your life. We, we understand that. We're down to earth, guys. We're right here in federal way. We're easy to talk to. Um, we, we do this all the time. And so it's something that we understand where people are coming from. We've seen lots of scenarios and it's absolutely something where we just want to help you have a conversation. Find out what's going to work for you and see if there's a way to improve it. So don't hesitate to call.
1: We have five positions. They are open now, and they will fill up fast. Here is the number. No cost, no obligation. And, again, no pressure. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Remember folks, it's all about having a plan. You're out there. You haven't started. This is a great opportunity. Or if you're in the middle of something and you are just frustrated, uh, you're not in that communication portal with whomever you're working with, you know, get a second opinion. And if you have a portfolio, you do not have a plan. Congratulations on the portfolio, but you need to get a plan. Call the number now and get started. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Another edition of Elevate Your Wealth is in the books. We'll see you on the radio next week.
3: Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations, Investment Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates and guarantees provided. Provided by insurance products and annuities aren't subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional, all rights reserved.